Right, let's see what we've got. Oh, well, uh, oh, hello, Marina. Um, did anything come of that distress call you picked up, by the way? I, oh, I do like what you've done with your eye makeup today. It's a uh, sort of, you know, silver around the eyes with a, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's different. I'm not quite sure about the, uh, sort of feather effect on the eyebrows, but, uh, contact has been made. This vessel will be ideal for our conquest of... Oh no, Marina, you've got it wrong. It, it is Invisible Enemy today, but it's not that Invisible Enemy. Here's Stingray. So here we go with a, uh, a very unusual episode of Stingray, in my opinion. The, right from the start, the tone of this is... Um, is very different to what we'd normally get with with stingrays we see this uh this dinghy uh, adrift in the ocean and here's this uh seemingly dead or at least catatonic guy he's just lying there with his eyes wide open having not shaved for days all very very sinister What is it, Father? An automatic radio SOS signal, Atlanta. It's going beep 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 beep. I'm wondering if that um, we saw it on the dinghy there, um, the thing that was signaling. It looks like it was in a previous episode. South southwest two. I'm wondering if that was the thing uh, X20 used in an Echo of Danger. I seem to remember it being underwater, planted underwater at some point. But hey ho. Stingray's off to investigate. Always good. Oh, and this is nice. This is a lovely shot of um, Stingray surfacing next to the the dinghy because it's 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 taking place at night. The moon is very bright in the sky. I don't remember ever seeing shots of Stingray at night in any other episode. Oh no, wait. We'll get him back to Marineville right away. There was um, seeing Troy and Phones stood on the deck. There reminded me. Uh, treasure down below that it was parked in um, uh, outside was it Casablanca? You think? But seeing it, it out at open sea with no lights, and in Treasure Down Below you had the the lights of the city. It appears to be suffering from a form of paralysis. Anyway, we've got the uh, the guy in the dinghy back to Marineville, where well then you know what he was doing in the middle of the ocean. Our nameless doctored guy is uh, is taking a look at him. At the moment, that's all we can do. Oh, oh, oh! Right. Um, I was going to mention this at some point. I'll get phones. But um, now that it's... This is probably the best place to see it. This guy they've brought in, he's lying on the table. Let I have some rest. His feet... His toes seem to sort of curl upwards. He seems to have pointy toenails. Which is... Oh. That is quite nasty. Um, ugh. Sure is strange about that man Troy picked up. Have you got any theories, Marina? <laughs> oh, yes. Let me pull up my... Uh, my slideshow. I have a, a 50 slide presentation to show you. says there's been no change in his condition. I wonder what it all means. See, this is a, a night of, um, well, it's, it's a girls' night with Atlanta and Marina, and um, I get the impression from these, from, from little scenes like that, that um, Atlanta just doesn't stop talking, but Marina cares about her too much to... Um, to actually look disinterested or anything, as we'll see later in this episode. I think this is a, a rather nice showcase for um, Atlanta and Marina's friendship. Anyway, over in the hospital, our man seems to be uh, to be reviving a little bit. He's 
Pulled up a watch. Ooh, making a scary noise. And the uh, the nurse who I would I would almost put money on being a male puppet, um, rewigged to look female. I can't think who that male puppet is, but it doesn't it doesn't look like it's been originally sculpted as female. Which they did actually do occasionally. I think you can see male puppets dressed up as female in um, Thunderbirds, the Duchess Assignment. And of course, um, the uh, Mrs. Harris in Joe 90 was um, famously modelled on a, a male puppet. Anyway, the unconscious guy is uh, still unconscious, but his watch has knocked out man nurse lady. I think this is the best disc I've got. Marina's had enough. Oh, May. Oh, I guess it is kind of late. Well, it's been fun. Have you enjoyed it, Marina? Good. Marina's not wearing her smiley face, so maybe she's a... Uh... The conversation's a bit one-sided, but if you don't mind, I certainly don't. <laughs> Good night, Marina. You know, I, I can't... I, I'm, I might have spoken about this before, but I really like the fact that you know, Marina and Atlanta, although they're rivals for Troy's affections, they are not rivals against each other. There's a little element of that in Plant of Doom, when Atlanta thinks that Marina is, you know, she's a spy for Titan. But after that, it's, um, they seem to be best buds, and it's really sweet. And it's not, it's not highlighted too often. The suffering from, it must now be presumed that it's highly contagious. Right. Quarantine the ward area, Doc. And you better keep away from Thompson yourself. I can't risk your life on a case that you yourself have said is hopeless. You're needed more than ever here now. All right, sir. We need you, Doctor, who's only been in one episode previous to this. Yeah, this Doctor appeared in The Master Plan. Um, this episode, and I think he, he turns up in Set Sail for Adventure but doesn't say anything. And he is a very odd character. Um, I'm, I get the feeling that he is modelled on a TV doctor or like a soap opera doctor I don't know if it's anyone specific I'm grab some coffee in the diner before but it does feel like a slight send-up of um, soap opera doctors he's very quiet and everything is very serious much like here where it oh no oh no lieutenant Fisher is the latest victim of uh, the sonic watch knockout effect he's crashed his car into a lamppost because if anything bad was going to happen in Marineville, it would, of course, happen to Lieutenant Fisher before any other character that we know. I mean, everyone else gets knocked out, but he gets knocked out and he gets in a car crash as well. Probably writing off his car. Town Fisher was not injured in the crash, Commander. I saw blood. Condition as the nurse. It's spreading, Doc. That man Thompson has brought some kind of disease into Marineville and it's getting a foothold. Now it's affecting characters with names, Doc. Names. We've got to find an answer. I mean, this Doctor character doesn't even have a name as far as I know. They just call him Doc. So he's Doctor Doc. Oh, yeah. Now that Fish is down. Well, who's next on our list of targets? Well, Stingrays at sea, I think. What's that? So it's Atlanta. Atlanta is next lowest on the totem pole after Fisher. And this... This shot of the... Uh, the Thompson puppet in the doorway. Firstly, it's it's a rare shot of um, a live-action hand coming into frame to knock out Atlanta. But just the image of the Thompson puppet stood in the doorway is kind of sinister because he's been sculpted. 
with, with, with quite wide eyes. Sorry, sir. I, I've done all I and can. And the lighting is um, obviously it's it's a night. They've turned the lighting down, so he does look very sinister. But she hasn't been in contact with the others. What now? The power plant. And now the lights have gone out in the control room. Again, we are sort of building this episode of Stingray almost as like a horror episode. And it really shocked me when I I got the Stingray DVDs in... Um, when were they released? 2000? 2001? I had no memory of this episode at all. And it would have been broadcast on the BBC when I was watching it, so I don't know how I missed it. I, I would have remembered this, because this episode was something of a shock to find that the usual, you know, jolly, happy-go-lucky Stingray had produced something rather dark and sombre that almost plays out like a sort of zombie horror movie with people getting bumped off one by one. Do you want help immediately? We could do with some more medics, if they can be spared. And the fact that Troy and Phones aren't here makes it feel a little less safe than it than it normally would as well. Tower to tracking station. I want a call book to HQ every four hours. Oh no, now I've lost tracking station. <gasps> who's next? The 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 guy on the security guard on the gate whose voice wasn't consistent? Doc, half Marineville is in a trance, and we've got no answers. Better get back. So half of Marineville amounts to three, possibly four people. Take care of her. She's all I got. I was never clear on how many people actually live in Marineville, because there must be crews for lots of ships, but um, I suppose if you actually sat down and counted how many characters you actually see over the course of the series, it probably only amounts to about a dozen people tops. Anyway, Dr. Doctor is trying to look after Atlanta, little realising that um, over in the next ward... Mr. Thompson is... Oh, see, the fact that the puppet isn't blinking, but the eyes are rolling around in its head. Very sinister. Will Dr. Doctor be able to sort this out? I don't get it. I just don't get it. No, no, he won't be able to sort anything out. That is, that is, you know, that is a line worthy for a regular character, but, um, Doc, you are no regular character. No abnormality apparent there. I would love to know what, what this character's what the origins of this character were who who is this someone is this sculpted on a a real actor is is david graham modeling his performance on a real performance that i just find this doctor endlessly fascinating and i i like that he's given a really prominent role in this episode but uh this is sadly where dr doctor's prominent role ends because he is the latest victim of the killer watch which basically leaves um, just Commander Shaw left, more or less, all alone in the control tower. Looks like I'm running this outfit on my own. This is nothing but a ghost town. Marineville's beaten, just beaten by something we can't even see. It doesn't really paint Marineville's security in a very good light that this man can wander around in his pyjamas and just knock out everybody. And here we see perhaps the most baffling example of him uh, having free reign to Marineville. Who's there? He appears at the window of the control tower. Now... As its name implies, the control tower is a tower. It's quite a way off the ground, but he's just standing outside the window like he's um, at ground level. Oh, but that was it for sure. Yeah, I, I don't understand that bit, because I know in, in one episode, X20 came down from the top of the tower on a window cleaner's hoist, but for Thompson to get up there, he would need, like... Well, firstly, he would need a ladder, which I can't see him sort of being able to handle in his catatonic state, but then he's got to climb this, the actual... 
outside of the top of the tower, which would seem to be unclimbable, I would have thought. It's all sort of... It's, it's got all those small spikes around it. Anyway, one last person left in Marineville for him to knock out. Of course, that's Marina herself. Oh, no. It doesn't seem to be having any effect on Marina, oddly enough. And uh, Zombie Thompson doesn't really know what to do with that, so he's just going to wander off. Marina's even more confused. Phones, get that radio fixed. The noise is driving me crazy. It's not the set, Troy. Sounds like somebody tapping a mic. What's the frequency? Marineville. Marineville? Hey, uh -huh. maybe it's Marina. Troy Tempest calling. I like that they, they set up this system with Marina. If it is, tap once. Good girl. One tap yes, and two taps for no. I can't remember if this is the episode where they actually established that, that system. I suppose it must be. Good. Then can he come to the radio? Well, is Atlanta there, or Lieutenant Fisher? Because it is a nice way to, for the character to be able to communicate, and I think she does need to be able to communicate, but as I, I, I think I mentioned in the primer, I think that the strength of Marina that doesn't get celebrated enough is because she can't speak, the performance is having to come through the puppet entirely. And, I mean, this this is heartbreaking. She's called Troy and Phones for help. They're on their way back. There is literally nothing else she can do, so she goes and sits with Atlanta. She goes and sits with her friend. I I just... Oh... This is a this is a really good episode for Marina, I think. She's not like... You know, she's not going to save the day, ultimately. Now she's been locked in the hospital, but... It, I like that it shows her loyalty to Atlanta. Also, someone left the ocean door open conveniently for Stingray to just cruise straight in through. Thompson's getting a lot accomplished for a zombie. And again, it doesn't—it really doesn't make the rest of Marineville look look good. This is in complete darkness. Yeah. Although it must make Troy feel feel better. I've always felt that Troy was a uh, one of the more um, vain and uh, smug. Jerry Anderson heroes, so um, knowing that as soon as he and Phones leave port, everything goes to custard, it uh, must be rather satisfying for him on some level. Hands, Phones. What goes on around here? But I'm always a, a sucker for um, when a, a regular setting that you see in a show suddenly isn't as safe as it always seems to have been. It's like a ghost town, Troy. And very few of the Jerry Anderson shows did that. I think um, yeah. you know, things like Attack on Cloud Base where this you know, this floating there must be someone essentially town in the sky suddenly is like, no, that's that could be trashed. Um, very often in, in Space nineteen ninety nine, Moonbase Alpha was uh, you know, suddenly a very dangerous place to be. It was often something you would see in the episodes where everybody gets killed but then it's undone. Um, here though They are the same Troy. The whole of Marineville has been just wiped out for real. Like the man we rescued. More effectively than, um, than even Titan could ever have dreamed of. Let's get to the hospital. Oh, poor Marina. <laughs> she's... She's basically just resting her head against the door now in just desperation. Here it is. The hospital, Troy. We found it. Hey, what's that banging? It's coming from one of the other wards. Ha, he left the key in the door. Always good. Marina! Aww. 
Now she's got a smiley face. Everyone else is in a trance. Why weren't you affected? Maybe it's because she's different from the rest. You know, from under the sea. That's it. We found that I'd guy in the middle of the ocean. Right. Is this all connected with him, Marina? So it is. Whatever he does, will it affect phones and me? I do wonder if, um, or... Is it dangerous then, Marina? In what way? I do wonder why... Can Marina, um... Did they never teach her how to write? He's got a gun? It would solve so many problems, like here, where they're... If it's not a gun, it must be some other kind of way. She can't get through to them what the problem is. You will, Phones. How's that, Troy? Because I'm going to set you up as a guinea pig. Well, thanks for nothing. Now this is what I want you to do. Yeah, I'm surprised that they, they evidently didn't teach her how to write. I'm sure we've seen her reading in previous episodes. She certainly wasn't averse to going to um, was it speech therapy uh, classes in, in Countdown. Ah, but now she gets to hold a flashlight while Phones sneaks up on uh, Mr. Thompson. Our busy little zombie man. Oh, Phones is sweat. Oh, and that is that. That puppet is so sinister where it's not blinking. It's just got its eyes open constantly. And his magic watch. What happened? My watch. Where am I? I, I can't remember a thing. Oh. Oh. Well, the lights are okay. Everything's fine now. Must have come round. Come on, what's all this about? Think, man, think. They had one of those. Who had one? Come on, this is important. Think. They did. The men from under the sea. They came up in a craft. I was fishing. On... I have the same voice as you, Captain. I hope you don't mind. I don't remember anymore. Marineville tracking station calling. Unidentified craft approaching at full speed. Okay, tracking station. It's all adding up, Troy. Yeah. Thompson was sent to paralyze Marineville so that this craft could come in and take over. Okay, Troy, get rid of that craft. And ultimately, I think we are actually not going to find out who who is responsible for this plan in the first place, which I kind of like, uh, and it happened in a couple of Stingray episodes. I think um, Pink Ice is another one where you know they destroy the enemy ship, but they never found out who was actually behind the plan. And there's our little... Um, black and yellow striped sub um, which is actually looking slightly familiar I'm gonna have to check if we haven't seen that sub before somewhere else green 450 fire sting missile and don't miss this time oh excuse me mr. Troy oh that's it got it and suddenly as soon as the ship is destroyed well, I guess that's ruined their little plan yep another emergency over the bleak, dark tone of the episode is just dissolved in an instant. And they kept it up so long in this one. You know, that that sense of isolation and nothing is safe, and suddenly it's just, I'm yep, all better. Caused all this trouble. Everything's fine. Luckily, there's no harm done. I guess we have Marina to thank for saving us all. Yeah. Troy and Phones did a good job, too. I think the least the service can do is to grant you 48 hours special leave. Uh, Sir, can I get my car repaired? No, Fisher, shut up. Have a ball. And by the way, the treat's on me. The treat's on you? Hey, fellas, father hasn't come out of his trance yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Should we be investigating who did this and why and if they might do it again? No. It's never going to come up again. Anyway, that was Stingray Invisible Enemy, and I really like that one. I do like the that the tone of it is so different to anything that we've seen before in this show, or, you know, really, we wouldn't see that kind of, that level of um, atmosphere um, until, really, you know, Captain Black was was murdering people left and right in Captain Scarlet. So it's, it's a rare, rare that this show sort of attempted to do something if not adult, then something a bit more on on the scary side, and the way that they they keep up the tension and the suspense is um, is quite impressive. Especially, I, I I also really like that they send Troy and Phones out on patrol for much of it, so our normal heroes aren't there to save the day. Um, we get to see a uh, Doctor Doctor instead um, try and and fail. He he just doesn't get it. But um, Invisible Enemy, yes. One of the, I would say that's probably one of the best and perhaps one of the um, more underrated classic episodes of Stingray. Stingray. <laughs> 